This, this podcast, podcast is <laughs> This time, put it in mellow. everybody welcome back to another episode of what if tyler perry had a writer's room a podcast dedicated to the analysis critique discussion debate and shenanigans of films written and directed by tyler perry i'm your host for this endeavor panama jackson and i am joined today by a friend of mine a fellow writer somebody who has written on my platform very smart brothers has written for the root has written for the new york times written for slate he's written all over the place he is an Oklahoma State University alum, a teaching assistant professor at Oklahoma State University, and is the co-director of the Center for Africana Studies at Oklahoma State University right now. Please put your hands together, your virtual hands, for Mr. Lawrence Ware. What's up? What's up? That sounds far more elegant than it actually is, but what's up? What's happening? What's happening? It's been a while since I've been called elegant in discussion, so I appreciate that. (laughs) And I think I, I, I even undersold it because I didn't call you Dr. Lawrence Ware, right? Nah, I didn't call you, you Dr. Can, Lawrence you Ware. No, nah, you can just call me Law. Call me Law Dog. He's going to call you Law, law Dog. Law. That's what we're doing. We, law Dog. That's what you got to do. Stuff right there. That's what we do. All right. I can rock with it. I can rock with it. First off, thank you for joining me on this. We are going to do the movie The Family That Prays, his 2008 movie that stars Alfred Wooders, Sanaa Lathan, uh, Tyler Perry himself, Kathy Bates. Rockman Dunbar, and you and I differ on this movie because this is an this is a Tyler Perry movie I actually like. And I watching this movie yesterday, I was reminded of how much I absolutely hated that movie. I can't believe you had me watch this movie. Wow, hated is a, such a strong term. But you know, it's, it's, adequate, it's adequate, dog. Okay, all right. Well, you know what? It's good. We're gonna have some dissent here, and I look forward to having this discussion. But before we hop into the discussion about the film, and I'll do a little bit more of the synopsis and all that. Tell me a little bit about your personal writer journey. So you're a writer that's written for several outlets, but I don't actually know your story, how you got started as a writer. So can you give us the the, the, the quick and dirty on how you got your writing, your writing journey off the ground? I mean, to be honest, I never really wanted to be a writer. You know, a lot of people begin their writing journey having this goal in mind, wanting to write a book or whatever, and it just kind of fell in my lap. It was one of those things where... I was friends with you. I was friends with Damon and you guys were like, Hey, won't you, you know, if you got something to say, then say it. And so I remember the first thing I wrote for you guys was a piece about black movies. I remember that it was a piece about black movies. And I said that there are movies that were not truly black or not truly black enough or something like that. I can't remember the details. Right. Right. But I remember that was the first thing that I wrote for you guys. And I mean, that piece I almost never got invited back again. It was a hot piece. I mean, it was hot. Yeah, it's one of those things about whether or not something, what makes something a black movie? Like, is yeah, it, it, you know, like, yeah, it's about it's about what makes something a black movie. Like, are these black movies kind of thing? Right, and, and I remember yeah. I had stuff like the, the, um, the Color Purple on there because that's directed by Steven Spielberg. Um, I had movies like Still The Still a Wiz. black movie. Um, <laughs> I had movies like The Wiz because that's directed by Sidney Lamette, I believe it is. And my argument was that those movies may appeal to the black audience, but they are not in and of themselves a black movie. And of course, that caused all kinds of drama and, and whatnot. But nevertheless, so I, I wrote that and um, I just began to keep writing um, and people like seemed to like my voice. And then I wrote a piece for The New York Times um, an op-ed piece, and they absolutely loved it. And from that on, they they just kind of came to me and said, anytime you want to write something having to do with pop culture, just let us know. And from that point forward, it's been kind of turning. So I, I you know, published with Slate. I published with uh, the New York Times pretty frequently, at least once every two, three months. I published with you guys pretty regularly. And now I have a a book agent and, and working on a book now. So, you know, it's just, it's it's been a really weird journey. It's not one of those things where I tried to become a writer, but it kind of fell on my lap and I discovered that I had a talent for it. Yeah, it fell into your lap and it fell into your lap in very uh, big ways, right? I mean, you you know, you talking about, you know, I had relationships, we worked it out, wrote for VSB, now I'm in the New York Times, you know, people be, <laughs> people be fighting the long battles to try to get in these places and here you go, here you I go. Know, I like but you it. know, it's that's weird. awesome, that's dope. I mean, it's weird, it's, it's like, 
many people really try to get into places like that. And I didn't try at all. I'm still not trying. But for some reason, these doors uh, continue to just open for me. So I don't know what that means. I don't know if it means that I'm good. I don't know if it means that I'm lucky. I don't know what it means. But these doors keep opening for me. And, so, and as long as these doors are going to be open for me, I'm going to keep walking through them. Yeah, brother. I mean, that's the best we can do, right? Sometimes you got to be a little good. Sometimes you got to be a little bit lucky. And you just got to let it all come to you. That's how, that's how I view my own personal writing journey. So I get it entirely. Yeah, absolutely, um, absolutely. And you started talking about, right, so you, you've written about movies a lot for us at VSB in particular, and one of your mm-hmm. favorite things to do was hot take black movies in particular <laughs> on Facebook. Ah, uh, you know, come on, man. That's, that's, that is not true. That's not true. That, that, Bro, you I are do, a hot take maven. I do, and, that um, is not true. I do not hot take. I just have, and I've always had this, I, I just have a different sensibility than most of the people who are watching films and watching movies. And my sensibility may come off as a hot take, but in actuality, it's a very thought-out take. It's just that y'all don't think the way that I think. Bro, you, a thought-out take is not a sentence of, man, y'all crazy, this movie's trash. That's not a thought-out <laughs> take. That is a hot take. That is a hot take. That's like saying, you know, you black people, y'all been talking about slavery was trash. It actually wasn't that bad. I would never say nothing like that. Get out of here with that. For the level of extremity, I'm just I'm displaying you would come for something, and I can't think of anything off the top of my head where you just came for it, and everybody was like, dude, you tripping. But it happens every week. So you are no stranger <laughs> to the dude, you tripping <laughs> comment reply on Facebook in particular. But that I mean, brings up this question. I'm not. I'm not. What are your favorite movies? Oh, no, you, you're definitely no stranger to that. So, But for the for, for the sake of discussion of a Tyler Perry film, and mm-hmm. what what are your if you could give me a couple of your favorite movies? Like what are what are law what are Law's favorite movies? Uh, you know, I have a wide range of tastes, so a few of them would be the Martin Scorsese greats. So of course, things like Goodfellas. Um, okay, that that's a seminal film. Also, The Godfather uh, is a very, very important. Godfather 1 and 2, I kind of view as one, although, of course, they're separate films, but they're very, those are seminal films for me. But also, uh, popcorn films, so things like Aliens, uh, directed by Ridley Scott, is a very important film for me. kind of guided me towards what my action sensibilities are. But, of course, you know, you got your black films, so things like Boys in the Hood is very important for me. Now, it's not a great film. But it's an important film for me, um, and that's wait which Purple one? Rain. Purple Rain. Oh, okay. Purple oh, Rain, Rain is a great very... film. What are you talking about? Eh, it's, it's come good, on, bro. Come awesome. on, bro. Boy, that, no, that film has everything on, you could possibly. It has quotables. It has Prince doing Prince things, being very serious and stoic in lots of ways. But you got you have oh man, there's that movie. That movie touches me in a very real place. It makes me. It makes me warm so and happy inside. Absolutely... It also has absolutely terrible acting and no story worth worth, worth repeating. But it's an important. Film. I mean, I ain't gonna, I'm not going to die on a purple hill, right? I mean, purple hill, <laughs> purple rain hill. Like I'm not going right. to die on that hill personally. But <laughs> you know, that's fine. Listen, I, I, it's it's interesting that you mentioned it because you're like you said, there's a huge range. You're going from films that are like universally lauded, like like Godfather, right? Godfather, mm-hmm, Godfather. Right. Those are like universally lauded films to. Right. To, but aliens movies like aliens is those are cult classics like everybody's yeah. seen aliens you know like um purple rain also a cult classic so it is you know the movie I, I like the i like the breadth that you have there you're going you're going all over the world so where do you stand with tyler perry movies though i believe there's a tyler perry cinematic universe and all of his <laughs> films exist within it right his films exist entirely within this realm <laughs> where do you stand with the tyler perry cinematic universe and his movies do you watch them do you like avoid them? Where are you with TP TP movies? So, I have a very complicated relationship with Tyler Perry. I I, I watch. I've seen all his films. Any film okay. that he puts out, I'm gonna watch it. I have a, a deep and a deep love for supporting the brother. I think that that the brother, what he's doing and what he's trying to do, is good. So I support him. I watch the films, but okay. I have yet to see a Tyler Perry film that I like. It is. I, I have never seen a Tyler Perry film that was good. And the one that we watched today is low on the ranks of goodness. I mean, it is really low. But he tries sometimes. But nevertheless, I mean, I'm going to support the brother. I like to support black businesses and black storytelling. But 
I mean, this dude just, he's terrible. He's terrible. Okay, interesting. So it's funny that you say that because I think I think Tyler Perry has something like 20-plus movies at this point. Mm-hmm. 10 or 11 of them are the Medea films. The rest of them are non-Medea films, though he's in most of them. Like, he's in this movie. He plays a character in this movie. Why is he in um, this movie? That's what, okay, I'm, we'll get to well, this. I mean, he, listen, Tyler Perry likes seeing himself on camera, which if I owned, if I was making movies, I'd probably put myself in all the movies, too. I, I mean, listen... If I was a if I was a rapper, I would put myself in every video in the most ridiculous way. I would literally create my own fantasy world in all my own video. So I I understand why he's in this film. But that it doesn't make me. great art. It doesn't make great art. Putting yourself in the film may be you know aggrandizing for you, but doesn't mean that you're going to make great art by putting yourself in the film. I'm sorry. I'm trying not. I'm, I'm I'm not going to. Well, get, that, we'll no, get no, you're not. You're not. You're not wrong. We will get there. You're not wrong there. But I think interestingly, I don't think in any movie that he's in where he's a character is he the worst part of the film. So. Hmm. So, all right. So let's so let's just let's just jump into this. I have a I have a reason for that too, but it is my thought on this. So, the family that prays. I'm gonna read the synopsis uh, on IMDb of <laughs> of this film. So, the family that prays comes out September 12, 2008, which is interesting. I actually thought it came out later than that, but um, mm-hmm. 2008. And the synopsis is two families from different walks of life learn to work together. Now. That I don't know who writes the synopses, synopses, whatever it is for <laughs> this, but that is such a downplaying of the shenanigans of this of this movie. So before we get into the specifics, what are your you you think the movie's terrible? So give me some yes. more overall thoughts on the film. Like when and you when you say it's terrible, like what was terrible? Like before, not I don't need anything specific. We're gonna get into specifics, but like just your overall general thoughts on the on the movie. And then I'll give you mine. Uh. Man, okay. So the film begins in a muted tone. Uh, it, it's just really, it's a lot of soft spokenness. It's a lot of dead air. It's just really quiet. And then when it ramps up, it ramps up to like twenty. Uh, it's just there's this wide range of emotional heft that Tyler Perry is playing with, and it goes from the very very soft. To the very very big but there is no modulation it just it just goes there and it and there's no kind of context now the film itself the content of the film with Sanaa Lathan's character with oh what's her name um the, the black the black black woman what's her name she's Alfred in, Woodard not not Alfred Woodard uh the, the she's an empire oh Taraji Taraji, Taraji P Henson Taraji P oh, yeah, Henson she's in this movie too this movie actually has quite a number of uh rather famous people I mean, it's it's loaded. I mean, th- these the movie should be better than it is. I mean, even Cole Hauser going all the way back. Dude, I was about to, like, to say one of the greatest racists of all times. Absolutely, in, in higher learning. I mean, he, higher he learning. put his foot in that role. He put his absolutely. foot in that role in higher learning. This this movie is full of very very talented actors. Kathy Lee Bates is a wonderful actress. Was just nominated for best supporting actress this past year. I don't think she should have been nominated, but it was a good performance. She, this this movie is chock full of talent. Tyler Perry has put together kind of a dream team, if you will. However, the story completely fails everybody. The story makes no sense. It's full of cliches. It's full of this quasi gospel undertone. You know, we going we love the Lord, and the Lord is gonna take care of us. It's it's weird. And then at the end, I'm not gonna spoil it yet. But then at the end, with the, with the major character death at the end, that's supposed to kind of give us this emotional kind of catharsis it makes no sense the movie makes no sense and i'm waiting for you to tell me why it does make sense because what you're going to say is oh yeah go ahead absolutely i'm going to push back on so much in grand like on a grand scale number one i'm not saying the movie's perfect but it i do find it enjoyable i rewatch this movie every time i see it on like showtime or tnt whatever it's on Shut I re-watch, up. Are you I re-watch i'm dead serious oh my god and i'm gonna tell you why because largely the performances of everybody in this movie most most of what I think hampers Tyler Perry movies is you have typically like a good actor mm-hmm. and then you have a bunch of other people who are just like there to fill space. Right. Mm-hmm. In this film, he actually has several people who are good, like good to actually really good actors. Right. So in you have, films. you have, in other films, yes. yeah, yeah. In other, in other, so, so yes. So my point here is I think that they elevate what would, what would otherwise be yeah. a pretty crappy script. They no. are able to rise above no. it with their acting in general. No, they're not. No, they're not. Brother, I gave you the floor. I gave you the floor. Now you <laughs> owe the floor to me. All right. Okay, so, you're wrong, but okay. Story, 
the story, I do not think I I don't think it's a terrible story. I mean, it's a story in, in the synopsis that they brought. It was terrible. Largely, Kathy Bates is somebody who's dealing with early onset Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. Right. Her and Alfre Woodard are our friends. We don't really understand why they're friends. That comes out that comes out later in the movie. Right. Um, I do think. So it comes, so they're friends. They go on this long road trip together where Kathy Bates character is trying to create memories while she's dealing with that. She's also dealing with her son who is trying to take the business from her and basically going to run it into the ground. You know who we forgot to mention? Is Robin Gibbons is even in, Robin is even in this movie. Yes, is. Robin is. Gibbons is in this movie. So you have, Pretty so good. the son is trying to take over the business. Right. She, she was fine in it, right? She's trying to take over the business. You have this relationship between, so there's also an adulterous affair between Cole Hauser's character, who is mm-hmm. the son of Kathy Bates, and, and Rockman Dunbar's wife, so Sanaa Lathan is Rockman Dunbar's wife in this film. Mm-hmm. There's a relationship between Sanaa Lathan and Cole Hauser's characters. I would, I, you know, I need to just call them by their names in this movie. William Cartwright and I don't know their names. Andrea. I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't okay, so right. Cole Hauser and so and Taraji P Henson is the sister. Is Alfred Woodard's daughter is Sanaa Lathan and Taraji Henson. Mm-hmm. Sanaa Lathan is cheating on her husband Rockman Dunbar with Kathy Bates' son Cole Hauser. Shenanigans ensue. There's the ridiculous. Now, what I will say, what I will say with this, this movie is like, it's mostly good. Now, in a Tyler Perry sense, I think this movie's actually probably high up on the list of his films, Namadia films, especially, right? Like, it's in terms of the execution of what happens here. The road trip with Kathy Bates and Alfred Woodard is really good. You can almost forget this is a Tyler Perry film. Watching them, watching them. What are you talking about? Dude, when they're on the road trip, they're just driving, like, they're having, they're having heartfelt moments now. Where I think no, they're not. Struggles. No, no, no. they're yes, supposed they to be having heartfelt moments, but they're just together and doing stuff, and it's cheesy. What you are describing is a soap opera. But that's the point. No, what no, no, dis- no, 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 no. What fair. you're describing is a soap opera. You're, you're describing a melodrama, and that is what keeps this movie from being good. Is that it is a soap opera? It's a melodrama. It's these two families intertwined in unrealistic ways. People are uncharacteristically evil for no damn reason. They just no, 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 no. You're not being fair. I'm and being Tyler fair. Perry, in Tyler Perry films, everybody's an extreme version of themselves. Like for instance, so now that's what makes it. That's evil. what makes it bad. That's what makes it bad. Thank you for agreeing with me. That's what okay. makes them bad. Let me ask you a question. Then. Let me ask you because you said this film is pretty low on the Tyler Perry bar. What yes. movie? What's what's the number one Tyler Perry film for you then? Uh, probably Daddy's this Little Girls. Low, then be... Probably Daddy's Little Girls. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I'm fine because Daddy's Little Girl is one of the other movies that I think is actually borderline yeah, good. good. It just goes Tyler Perry at some point, which I think this movie does. Like, it just mm-hmm. goes, like, I feel like Tyler Perry would be like, yo, this movie's running real long, y'all. We just got to end it, so let's do that. <laughs> um, and, okay, okay, man. And, so, and, and to be fair, like, that's how I watch these movies. I'm not watch. I don't watch, I don't watch most of his films thinking I'm going, I'm not going in for The Last Black Man in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I'm not going for medicine for melancholy. I'm going for a Tyler Perry movie. Let's see where this can go, right? So Sometimes expectations are low then. But yeah, but, but are you telling me you don't walk into these with with a different set of expectations than you do for I don't know for for Moonlight or I mean, look, medicine for melancholy? Like I, I walk to- I walk into a movie. I walk into a movie. Any movie, no matter who makes it, I walk into a movie with a blank slate. And whatever you present to me is what I'm going to evaluate. I don't come in with expectations. And so when he comes to me with this really, really poor version of a melodrama, it's not even a good version of a melodrama, a really bad version of a melodrama, I'm going to call it what it is. It's a bad film. Yeah, I mean, see, I, I struggle with bad films because I watch bad films almost as a rule. Like, I'm I'm a bad <laughs> film dude, you know what I'm saying? And right. I'm not saying that, I I would that. Not, I'm not even saying this is a good movie. It's not a bad movie either. Like, this movie pretty much is Come on, where man. I think, no, Come on, this a, man. This is a fair to middling movie that generally, I think, fits where where, where I think the, the highest ceiling for most Tyler Perry's can get, most Tyler Perry movies can get, which is just another mediocre movie that lives on the market and it has a, a, a message-oriented... So this is less message-heavy to me than some of the, I mean, the, the message is there, but... Right. Like, there are movies that have, like... Or he beats you over the head. Like, I can do bad by myself. It's like a beat-you-over-the-head <laughs> message movie, right? True. This True. is This is not... This is not set up that way. You just have... You have relationships... You have somebody betting the house on a relationship that isn't hers to begin with in Sonal Lathan, right? And she ends up paying for it in the end. And it's kind of like watching the cards fall, you know... The chips are falling where they fall after her whole thing is blown up. 
Um, I mean, so yeah, so I, 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 it's, it's, yeah. not a, it's not a temptation. I mean, you're right. It's not this over the top hitting you over the head. But That's I mean, there's still... he has some genuinely bad movies. Like he has, like Acrimony is a bad movie. Acrimony temptation is, is a bad movie. You know what I'm saying? Like this is not a bad movie in that sense. Like it, it, it is though. It's just, it's just bad in a different way. So to you, it doesn't sound there's, there. There was no entertainment value for you for whatsoever. No, when, when I started watching the film yesterday. About 10, 15 minutes in, I was like, why the hell am I watching this movie? And then about 20 minutes in, I was mad at you, like uh, aggressively mad at you that you forced me to watch this movie. I, I never want to watch this movie again in my life. Okay, so this, so this next parts are going to be pretty easy to go through then. So then we're going to get to the parts that we would see what we, could, what we could change. But was there anything good about this movie to you? Alfre Woodard was good. Kathy Bates was good. She was over the top. She was good. So the two lead characters... Two lead characters were good. I mean, Kathy Bates was supposed to be a southern white businesswoman mm-hmm. who was kind of cutthroat. Like that's that's what she's supposed to be. Like she says that we my this is a family that preys on on the weak. So right. you know she was she was herself. The only nice only niceness that we saw was in her treatment of Alfred Woodward's uh, Alfred Woodard's character. Like she loves her, genuinely loves her. To be honest, no, I I think that Kathy Bates is a pretty good character all around. I mean, her son. Yeah, I enjoyed her. Her son forces her to be a little bit cutthroat, but she seems to be nice to people. I mean, she seems to respect people. She seems to do what's like with Robin Gibbons. She treats the Robin Gibbons character very, very uh, well. She treats the other characters very well. She the only person that she really has any kind of acrimony towards is her son. That's a fair point. Fair point. I, I also thought I thought Alfred Woodard and Kathy Bates did a really good job in this movie. They had they had good chemistry. They did have good. good, good they chemistry. did. They were they were good. They were good together. I think they're both good at their jobs in general. So they were able to to project that even on a script that probably needed some work. I also thought that Tyler Perry's wig was acting its ass off. Um, <laughs> I, I think that Tyler Perry's wig was top notch. I I I really want to you know tip my hat to the production designer or makeup people, whoever it was that put put that wig on Tyler Perry's head because I don't know why he needed that wig, but that wig was acting its ass off, and I I I, I salute that. I think Tyler Perry just likes dressing up, bro. Like, and I, I think outside of the Medea <laughs> stuff, because in every movie he's in, for the most part, he does something weird with his wigs and his own personal set of wigs. And I remember when I was talking to on one of the prior episodes with Bossy Ickty, she mentioned that, you know, Tyler Perry thinks you won't realize he's acting if he doesn't have a wig on or something to that effect. And I'm some oversimplifying. I'm like that's crazy because his character does not need a wig. It doesn't add anything. It adds no that's value. I don't know why he was wearing it. Yeah. But so wait, I, you said Robin Gibbons was good. You thought Robin Gibbons was good? Uh, she was okay. I'm. I, I, I have a. I have a weird relationship with Robin Gibbons going all the way back to Boomerang. I mean, she. I, I can't tell if she's acting good or not. Like I just. I don't know what's acting yeah, with Robin Gibbons her. a lot. Say what? Yeah, she 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 gives you the same Robin Gibbons all the time. Yeah, and and I just don't know. There's no modulation with her. Like I just don't know what I'm getting with her. And so she was fine for the Robin Gibbons role, but I wouldn't say that she did a good job acting. She just did her job and left. And, 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 yeah. And you didn't need, you didn't need Robin Gibbons in that role. Like you, no, you, you could easily, I forgot that Robin Gibbons was in this movie until like every time I watch it, I forget Robin Gibbons is in it until she shows up. Like she, they don't use her to sell the movie. How so many times have you, you seen this movie, man? Ah, I, I honestly don't know. I've probably seen it dozens. Oh my gosh. Like you yeah. must be bored. Like what's wrong with you? I mean, I'm, I don't actively go, I don't actively say, you know what, I, what movie I need to watch today? The Family That Prays. But what I will do is if I'm scrolling through the channels and I see it on, I, unless, unless, I don't know, Black Panther is on or something like that, mm-hmm. or Can't Hardly Wait, I don't know. Unless something, some other random movie is on, I will often stop on this movie and watch it from wherever it is. Can't Hardly yeah. Wait, good movie, great movie, great movie, by the way. It was. Yeah, really, really good. But um, I mean, I, yeah. So I mean, Robin Gibbons, like I said, I, I can't say that she did a good job, but she was there, and she didn't kill the film. <sighs> so now Lathan's over the top. I didn't enjoy her. Rockman Dunbar's character, I think this is his name. Um, yeah. He I, he's doing something with his eyes that's effective, but he's just way over the top. Um, matter matter of fact, there's nothing else good going on in this movie. It's it's the two main <laughs> characters. That's it. Okay. So the things that are good for me, like I again, I was entertained by the story. I'm entertained why? by. Why? I mean, like, what? Why? What are you doing? Well, I like I I like the emotional part of Kathy Bates and Alfred. Like Kathy Bates trying to hold on to memories she knows she's gonna lose. Okay. Like 
I like that part. Of it. I thought I thought that was I thought that was a nice sentimental touch. Like I wasn't I wasn't emotionally invested or attached to it, mm-hmm. but I could appreciate that part, right? Where you know these two friends, one friend is longing. She knows she's nearing the end, or she's gonna lose something, so she's trying to find a way to hold on to it. So I like mm-hmm. I, I, I thought I thought they were good together. I like that story by itself. You know, like that was, and I thought. Interestingly, Kathy Bates willing to try anything and Alfred Woodard being the holy mother out there. Like with that scene when she made her get baptized, it's extra. Don't get me wrong. But it made no damn you know, sense. Man, look, man, it was, I'm, it I'm, was, I'm, it was I'm an ordained no, 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 stop. Yeah. I'm an ordained minister. And <laughs> I'm now number one, I've never done a baptism in a lake. I don't even know if they do that anymore. That's unsanitary, and particularly with COVID-19, I wouldn't advise yeah. to do that. But I have never in my life ever seen someone just pull up get baptized in full clothing, get up, and now all of a sudden you save? Like, what? What was that? Also they, they, a movie. They don't know anything about this person. What What? What was that scene? What was that scene? It was terrible. Don't get... I, I agree. All I'm saying is I enjoyed their whatever. Panama, that's I, a whole bunch of it's terrible coming from you for you to be talking about a movie that you said is good. I, I didn't say... I didn't say it was good. I said it's not oh bad. Oh, my gosh. What is I going on? I said it's not bad. I, I enjoy it. I'm entertained by this movie. This is okay. what I'm saying. I'm entertained okay. by this movie. Like, okay. in the Tyler Perry universe, I think it's pretty high up the list on in the Tyler Perry cinematic universe is, what, is, is my point. Using Tyler Perry's own kind of way that he judges films to be to, to be good or bad, this is a bad movie. I don't, I don't understand, man. I don't, but see, I don't that's the thing. Like, it's the only movie you think is any good, Daddy's Little Girls, because that movie goes way off the rails in terms. Like, you're talking about unrealistic <laughs> stuff. Like, you're talking uh-huh. about like this, this this baptism by the lake. I mean, Daddy's Little Girls goes off the rails entirely. Those court scenes are nonsense, right? Like, they're <laughs> completely total nonsense in there. So, I'm, so what I'm saying is, none of these movies are going to be flawless. They're all none of them are going to. Most of them are not that good. Mm-hmm. This one just isn't that bad to me because I actually enjoyed it. Like for me, the other the good stuff is all everything you said, all the acting. I enjoyed the performances. I do hate how extreme he makes the characters. Like for instance, Sanaa Lathan is pretty much pure evil, right? Like she 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 has no redeeming qualities about her in the way that she treats her husband, her mother. She's a cheater who's hiding something. But Rockman Dunbar gets portrayed as like this angelic husband who's just trying to do right by his woman, right? Who slaps like, there's woman? no who slaps his woman? Come well, on, man. He, he does. He does. We got to get and, there. Why does he no do police? that? And there's no police that show up to throw yeah, this man in jail? Now, I will say, the amount of force that they illustrated in that scene, like, he knocked her over a counter. <laughs> um, he did. I, I, want, I wonder if they were to make that movie today, would that scene still be in there? I do kind of wonder about that. Because that was just, I mean... It's he, not he, it probably he, would be. It probably would be. He, yeah, now, what the... He he found out she was cheating, but I think that what pushed him over was that he found out his kid wasn't his. Mm-hmm. Like she's like, that's not that's not your son. And at that point is when he completely lost it. Um, I don't even remember this. I, I I think you're right. I think you're right though. Yeah, I mean, I I remember. Look, he knocked her over the counter. <laughs> I can't remember. If, I can't remember if it was the because of the child part or if it was because she found out she's cheating and that he's the one that's been giving her all the money and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um. So okay, uh, what what else did I think was good? That, now, I enjoyed the chemistry that most of the characters seem to have. Like they're all actors, so I thought the chemistry between most people was pretty good. The script chemistry. needed a little work, obviously, but chemistry. Yeah, I mean, you said Alfred Wood and Kathy Bates had good chemistry. Yeah, no, I even two. thought that's it. I was more uh, okay with the rest of the characters' uh, chemistry in the film, and this this gets to my point about Tyler Perry. Why I don't think Tyler Perry is the worst part in his own movies. Tyler Perry writes this stuff. So this is Tyler Perry's organic thoughts. Mm-hmm. So he can execute these things, right? He knows how he wants this stuff to come across. Everybody else is acting. Tyler Perry's like, oh, this is what I wanted to do. So for him, none of this stuff, like, I don't I don't even think he's a bad actor. I just, you know, he just, you know, he's, I don't think he's bad. He's, you know, I mean, he's perfectly fine as an actor in his films to me. It's just the films themselves are just typically not that good. But, but there's no chemistry, Anywhere, yeah, I disagree. I was fine with the chemistry. We have a lot of between Tyler Perry and Taraji P. Henson. They're supposed to be this married couple. There is no chemistry there between Rockman Dunbar and Sonali. And they're supposed they're supposed to be this married couple at at least at the the beginning. Mm -hmm. There's no chemistry there. There was no, there wasn't. The only chemistry that you see between them is when at at their wedding, and And there was no chemistry. And there was no chemistry there. There was one scene of them together at the wedding when. 
Cole Hauser's character comes in is like, I'm gonna give basically both give y'all both jobs. That's the mm-hmm. only time you even saw them together. After that, you only saw them in like with tension and distance. So there was no real choice for chemistry for them for the most part. But so Robbie Henson and Tyler Perry to establish what was undermined. There was nothing at the beginning to let us know this lovely couple has been undermined by whatever has happened. So there was nothing to establish that. So I'm going to say something. Say again? I think I'm going to say something. You're a very harsh movie critic, especially one that like, you you, you are, I'm going to tell you why you're like, you're, you are very harsh because again, there was one scene with them together where they were supposed to like each other. The rest of the movie, and that was like two minutes into the movie, the entire rest of the movie is them at odds. The whole rest of the movie. But so you you're, you're saying no, wait, 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 wait. no, no, no. Was established in order for that to be the case. No, you need you need them to establish why we like each other, why, why they like each other, why they are attracted to each other, why this marriage unit is together for us to lament whenever it is torn asunder. No, but I never give We are never given that at the beginning about why they are supposed to be together, why they love each other, so that when it happened, when they are torn apart later on, we don't care. No, no, I disagree. I don't think we care about their marriage falling apart. We're because we're just like, dang, why is she doing Rockman Dunbar so bad? Like, and I'm not saying that I'm I'm in my feelings about his character. I'm just saying it's like, dang, she really is. She really is jacked up towards him. Right. Like, I don't is. think we need. I don't think we need their. Chem- we know they get married. Obviously, they love each other. They're together for whatever reason, right? I don't. And we now we do find out she's ungrateful even in those mar- the wedding scenes, like the early stuff. Like she just mm-hmm. complaining about X Y. So we know she's not a great person. I what I'll grant you is we wonder how in the world does this union work to begin with, or is she just coming into her being like ain't shit? But the but, movie never. But, but but Tyler Perry wants us to be invested in their marriage. So that when things go wrong, we're like, oh, my gosh, and scandalized. He never gives us anything uh, and establish. Well, he tries to, but it's never established well that this is a couple that loves each other. And by him not establishing that they are a couple that love each other, when things go wrong later on, I don't care. I'm just watching stuff on the screen. Yeah, I, so I, I agree with you to a point, but I almost just don't. I don't think that their relationship matters that much in terms of connection with the audience like we know she's cheating we know she's terrible like we know that from the beginning like there's no question about the fact that she is stepping out on her husband like we know that so we get that part and that he's stepping out on his we know this so there's really no there's no surprises there's there's no there's no shock to the audience it's only a shock to him like everybody else seems even even the other characters even tyler perry they all know that he's that she's been cheating on him right Mm -hmm. so everybody already knows that so it's not like there's some some surprise that happens. We all just like, oh, you more feel bad for him. Like, man, this dummy just don't get it, huh? He just doesn't. He keeps trying despite the fact there's nothing to try for. And that's what makes this a bad film. It's the fact that in a good film, the movie would establish who these people are. It would show us them uh, falling in love and it would show them eventually coming apart. And we would be scandalized and saddened by this. The film does not care. It doesn't care. These people are people that are pieces on a chessboard that are trying to achieve a particular kind of goal. The movie doesn't care, so why should I care? All right, so there's no character development. I will grant you that. His movies never have character development. They just, in his universe, they exist. He take, there's, there's a lot that gets taken for granted. Like, mm-hmm. like this is just what's supposed to be. You're just supposed, you're just supposed to know who these people are. You're, you're supposed to accept this is, what it, this is what the world looks like for these people. I'll grant you that. Mm-hmm. That is definitely a bad part of, of most of his movies, and this All one is no, there's no stranger. Every single one of his movies. This is no stranger. I'm gonna tell you one other thing that one thing that I think is is we'll just move to the bad stuff. By the way, mm-hmm. one thing that I think is bad in this movie is the, everything. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> that damn character Nick who is, is the most is, is resi- the white boy, the white the white homeless dude who gives her financial advice, who's yeah, really a yeah, yeah, yeah. who is. Because this, this 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 is where it kind of goes off the rails too for me in that in that regard. So he's on the advisory board for this company. So he's not poor, Mm-mm. but he lives homeless. Like he his he got fired from his job. His wife died. He lost custody of his kids. Okay, so then he kind of he kind of lost it. Mm-hmm. But he's apparently a very rich man. Yeah, like he's apparently a rich man. So at the end, when you get the big reveal that the you know that Kathy Bates retains ownership of this company because. 
Alfred Woodard's character owns the Cavalry Corporation or company, whatever, and Nick's a part of that. So they're basically very wealthy people. Everybody has money. But so I, I kind of struggle with the Nick character. And then his whole call me Nick. Nicholas is that you like the dude doesn't even recognize him at the table. Nicholas is that you call me Nick. Like that, that call me Nick thing happened twice. And I'm like, why is this in the movie? <laughs> like, why, why is this here? Like, so that, that, that was stuff like that. Like the little, he over details movies sometimes, you know what I mean? Like he throws mm-hmm. stuff in there unnecessarily that adds no value to anything. It doesn't help. It's pointless. And I think that happened in this. I agree. I, I, to be honest, nothing, the last 15 to 20 minutes of this film made no damn sense. Well, like I said, I feel like he's like, man, this movie's running long. We got to get it to made end, no sense. Like, like, like how, how, how is Alfred Woodard so wealthy and living the way that she's living? How is Nick? Well, we don't know how she's living. She just has a kid. She just has a business that isn't doing well. We don't actually know how she's living. She doesn't seem to be living terribly. It's just her business just stays open without customers. That's all but we know. So we don't, but, we don't, but the it's Taraji Henson no, no, no. before. The subtext of, of this entire, and she should have told her, her daughter that she's doing well. The subtext is that she's not doing well. But in the end, it kind of turns on a dime, and all of a sudden, she's a millionaire. So, yes, I will, I will grant that the movie lets you think that she's not doing well, but she is covered by the blood of Jesus, so she's fine. You know, she's not really worried about what's going on because she's going to be just fine. Like, you don't got to worry about her. She's good. And it turns out she's actually very wealthy. The only person that knows that she's very wealthy is Kathy Bates, right? Nobody else actually make, knows. No, but but come on, Panama. It doesn't make any sense, dude. It doesn't make any sense, man. Like, you what know it part, don't make no but sense. See, I, did, I didn't... It does, does no, dog. It, no, no, no. What, what don't, part, don't sit here. Don't you sit here and try to... No, nah, don't try to pull no wool over my eyes. That made no sense. For no 90% of the movie, for 90% of the movie, she is financially strapped at the end, it turns out she's a millionaire. That makes no damn sense. I, see, I disagree. Did, we, she never said she's funny. She's never talking about she needs money. She's never said that one time. She, the business doesn't make any it's, money, it's, and she's like, "We're fine." The, uh, it's, she it's says we're fine over and over. It is unspoken it's in the implied. film. Why it's is Cassie Bates? Why is Cassie Bates paying for the wedding? No, that's a good question. Well, she why is Cassie Bates paying for the wedding? Well, okay, no, that, that, there's a. There's a there's an easy answer to that one. Kathy Bates just really wanted to gift that to her oldest and only no, friend. That's no, friend. the subtext is that she can't afford it. The subtext is that she can't afford a nice wedding. Is the subtext that she can't afford it? We de- yes. it's definitely it's definitely something a conclusion you can come to. I do agree with that. <laughs> come on, man, I do I'm agree you're with driving that. me crazy, dog. You're killing me, man. You're killing me, dog. I'm killing you. You're killing All me. All right, man. so okay, so. So, all right, so if if you had to give, before we get into changes of the movie, if you had to give an MVP for this movie, who would it be? Like, if there's one thing you like, the MVP of this movie, who or what would that be? Outside of the nonsense that happens in the script with her, Alfred Woodard is a great, she, she, she does a great job in the film. I mean, Alfred Woodard is the MVP of the film. Uh, the co-MVP would probably be Tyler Perry's wig. But without question, uh, the MVP of the film is going to be Alfred Woodard. Her acting is great. Her carrying her her line deliveries are great. The way that she has a depth to her character, the way that she oftentimes says something, but there's more to what she's saying and she's communicating that with her eyes is wonderful. It just it's just unfortunate that she's in this film that makes no damn sense. Right. I can buy that. I mean I, I would give I would give her that role too. That the the MVP slot. My the lead my LVP is going to be, there's a couple of scenes that are just entirely nonsensical. I already mentioned the stuff with Nick. But mm-hmm. there's like this scene where Rockman Dunbar finds out that Sonal Ethan has like $286,000 in the bank, right? <laughs> he thinks they, you know, so he doesn't understand how they're paying for everything, but she's like, the company pays for my car, the house, everything. The company pays for everything. Mm-hmm. Turns out she's been getting all this money from, from Cole Hauser's character, whatever. They're sitting down, he's looking through the bills, he's discovered this money, they're talking, he's like, yo, I've I need you to tell me where this money comes from right now. Like I'm looking after our family. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm trying to I'm trying to do some things for our family. She's like, "Well, you in these harebrained schemes and blah blah blah." I'm trying to look for, I'm trying to look after the family. And then she says, she goes to, "Who do you think you are, William Cartwright?" I was mm-hmm. like, "Wait, that would never happen in the real world. Like, there's no, no way your woman's going to throw a new dude all up in the mix." Like, but the point of that was to kind of illustrate how far gone she was. But I'm like, there's no way this would happen in the real world. No, absolutely. no, no. And it's it's not going to end that way. He's over there looking like, wow, I'm not William Cartwright, huh? And I'm just sitting there, dude, this is a fight. 
Like somebody, <laughs> somebody getting put out tonight. Like that's that's a like we over here talking about finances. You talking about this man? What? How does this? I don't understand. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. So I would, that that part that was always a, that was always a struggle for me. Like that 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 scene is the, the LVP, the least valuable player for me because that scene is entirely. You might think most of the film makes no sense. That little incremental scene makes so little sense to me. It, it's like he didn't know what else to do there to further establish what we already know that she's cheating and that she's really in love with this other dude. Like you, we Tyler Perry has this thing where he can't just let leave well enough alone. This is bad. No, it has to be really bad. Like I have to I have to run you over to the car, then burn you, and then drop you off a cliff. Like I can't just I can't just hit you with the car to kill you. I gotta like kill you, kill you. So it's like in this scene, I feel like he's trying to overdo it. Like we already know she's cheating. We got it. You don't have to put something that would never happen, would never end that way into the film. To be honest, that scene so. was so over the top bad that I didn't even register it. I was watching it for entertainment value for how terrible the acting was, how terrible the screenwriting was. It was so bad that I didn't even register how bad it was. All right. So would you make any changes to this movie? So let's say, let's say, listen, you're in the writer's room now. You're in the writer's room. You're in the writer's room and they drop this script on you. And they're like, look, we need revisions on this because we need to make, we need to make this a good movie. This is, somebody says, hey, this is the first draft. I need you to punch this film up. I need you to make this better. Mm-hmm. Would you take on that challenge or would you just be like, I can't do this? Now, that, this is a podcast. We're talking about making changes to a movie. So you got to make something, right? Turns out you need the money. You got to take the job. <laughs> okay. What, what if you if you could make some changes? What would you change? Oh my gosh. Um, I think the I think the performances by the by the actual cast are terrible. pretty good. No, the trouble. No, the trouble. The perform. You just said Alfred Woodard and Kathy Bates were good. You just said that they're not yeah, two out of what a hundred people in the movie. Okay, so two let's good, say now do you do you blame the script for that or do you just think they they're not capable because I think they're all oh, capable so I think with a better script a movie's well, different I mean because Tyler Perry's a good actor believe it or not I mean he's a good actor Taraji P Henson is a good actress when she has the right material she's been making some bad choices recently yeah. I mean Sonia Latham is clearly a very good actress Cole Hauser is the white supremacist MVP of all time in my book um I mean so they are clearly talented actors it's the script that failed them, um, and the script. I don't I like. I, I don't know how good actors read a bad script and continue to to do it. I don't. I don't. I don't understand. I, I do don't, wonder about that. Like, like yeah. for example, I mean, this is completely off the rails here, but but um, what's that movie that Tyler, that Tyler Perry made with Taraji P Henson that was absolutely terrible? Acrimony. That movie. I don't know how she reads that script and walks away and thinks to herself, "Man, this is gonna be a good movie." Like, I, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't understand how that happens. So anyway, yeah. so yes, I would make changes to the film. I mean, I have to make changes. To be honest, if he brings this to me and he says, hey, man, you know, here's here's the first draft of the script. I'm like, OK, it's a good first draft. Let's, let's work on it. The only problem is that no one told him it was the first draft and he made the first draft. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> so I think that's I mean, how Tyler Perry operates. I think he makes the first draft of every film. It's almost like he gets done with the draft and just like, I got it. Like I don't, I don't know how he does it. So, I mean, there is a movie here. It needs work when it comes to the script. I mean, so we need more character development. We need more stuff at the beginning establishing who these people are. These people who are really being introduced halfway into the film. Robin Gibbons is introduced halfway into the film. Like these things need to be established before he kind of just introduces us to these new characters. So there needs to be needs to be character development. Establishing who these people are, why they are, the way that they are. Rockland Dunbar is nervous when he's marrying her. That makes sense for him to be nervous, but but we don't get get any kind of reason why he wants to marry her. Like why is he over overwhelming his nervousness, uh, overruling rather his nervousness, um, and making the decision to marry her. So there needs to be more work with the character. There needs to be more character work that was absolutely not done in the film. Okay. Before I ask this next question, I want to go back to something you said, because this is a question I, I also have. I wonder how casting works in these movies. Mm. Do people get the script and sign on, or do they sign on, then they get the script, and the contract says you're contractually obligated once you read the script to be in this movie? You're bad. Because I'm wondering, like, if you're if you're Alfred Woodard and you read these and you read the script, 
are you like, man, this is this is a movie I have to do? Or are you like, what the hell is happening here? Like the end makes no sense, but hey, you know what? I think these people just like Tyler Perry as a person. Like I feel like they're and they, they get paid to do a job, so they're like, he's cool. At least I know people are gonna watch these films. I'm gonna get paid. Maybe even get paid more than I would to do something else. I don't know. Um, I mean, I don't I don't know. I mean, so I know he 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 works with a number of characters, I mean a number of actors a number of times. So Taraji P. Henson, I think he's worked with her what three times, three, four times? I mean yeah, so at least some, three that I can think of. Some of the actors probably like him and they probably like to work with them and they know that they don't have to put forth their best effort and even though they could because like Taraji P. Henson she's a good actress man like she was really good in Case of Benjamin Button she's really good well, in the earlier seasons of uh, Empire she was good like she, she's a good actress uh, when she's given good material it's just that she's made some not great choices in movies and in making those choices she's kind of undermined her career um, I think she could still make it back <clears throat> but she hasn't made very good choices. So I think it's probably a mixture of people just liking to work with Tyler and and people signing on before they read the script. Because I can't imagine that Kathy Lee Bates read that script and said, I got to do this movie. I, just, I, I can't imagine that. There is no way in the world that this Oscar-winning actress signed on for this film knowing how bad this film was going to be. Okay, but you know I, I, the other, I yeah, yeah, I, I I do wonder about that. I mean, the other side of that too is maybe they read these things and they're like, at the very least, it's gonna be fun. Like we just gonna have this. This is not. This is. I'm free for like two weeks. <laughs> let me go ahead and make me a movie right quick. You know, let me let me go ahead and knock this out. Like, I oh, I get I get to work with Alfred Woodard. Cool. I've never worked with Alfred Woodard. Let me go ahead and get that in. Like, I, oh, Taraji's in this movie. I love Benjamin Button. Let yeah. me go ahead and do this too. Like, I wonder how it's. I, I'm I mean, it, it, it might be a paycheck. It, may, it might just be a paycheck, man. I mean, it may be one of those things where, look, I ain't got nothing else to do. Uh, I'm quarantined. Let me just do something to make some money. I don't know. Maybe it. Maybe it is a paycheck. Maybe it is. Maybe we don't listen. We don't know the financial situation of of any of these characters or of any of these people, brother. And so maybe they are financially strapped and they need the money and they don't care how they make the money. And maybe that's the reason why this movie got made. Right. Fair enough. So okay. So you also need to check. So you're working on this script. Mm-hmm. What's a give me one one or two scenes that you would change and how you would change them? I mean, the scene that you mentioned before, where Rock Rock is it Rockland Rockland Dunbar comes home. Rockman R O C K M O N D Rockman. Yeah, he comes home and he realizes something is amiss. To be honest, that could have been a great scene. It could have been. It could have been nuanced. It could have been understated. It could have been a scene where there is tension between these two characters um, where she knows something, but she doesn't want to say something. And he knows something, but he's afraid that if he says it, um, then it becomes even more real and even more manifest. That has the potential to be brilliant. I mean, it it has has all the potential to be great. And I'm, I'm sure that when Tyler Perry was sitting in his office at two o'clock in the morning, writing the script. He was like, this, that hot shit. This, this going to be great because this, this scene, I mean, it has all the potential, all the layers of emotion that could have been placed upon the scene. It's just unbelievable. He just fails miserably and he hits people over the head with the content. So that scene, if you rewrite that scene, and you start off where it's a normal conversation that escalates slowly and deliberately. That is a great scene. I I, I will stand by that. It's a it's a terrible scene in this film, but it has the, the potential with a better writer to be a great scene. I think that's fair. It could have been. It could have been better. Yeah. And see, oh, that's, that's my argument. Every, with this man, movie. Come on, man. Come, everything could have been better. This that has this that, 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 This is a this movie that been actually could have been a good movie. This is a this is a movie been. that could have been a good movie, and the only way you can it can be a good movie is if it has, like you said, there's a movie there, so it has some bones, it has a foundation, it has the mm-hmm. right personnel, I think, for it. It just needs, it needs somebody after the after that first draft. Tyler Perry submits this movie as the first draft, and it's like somebody comes in and says, "Look, bro, 
the way you have Alfred Woodard being the part owner of this company that actually owns part, that's unbelievable. We got to get rid of that. We can't, we can't do that. That's, that's, it's a cop out. It's too easy. Like there needs to be, or it needs, it needs to happen more. Yes. Yeah. There has to be something else there that, that, that leads to that, you know, but I, I can't knock somebody enjoying the complete shock of it. Like, Oh wow. It turns out Alfred Woodard is actually a millionaire because Taraji Henson, Mama, you a millionaire? And she's like, Well, you never asked. You never told but me. That makes you no never sense. asked. Like, but that makes no sense. Come on, man. Like, that makes no sense. He was going to find out when Alfred Woodard died. Because, when, because she shows up in the meeting room, like, what she thought she was going there for. I, I'm, I'm sorry. That's, I, I'm not trying to get there. That's true. Another that is scene. true. That is true. Why Taraji think she was there? <laughs> That makes no sense. What? I'm not going to touch that. Another another scene that I thought that could have been better handled was the scene towards the end of the film where Sanaa Latham confronts Cole Hauser, and he's just really cold. And and and, and oh, when they're outside, when they're outside, they're outside. outside. Car. yeah, I mean, that was and, that was that was actually I didn't, I didn't think that was a bad scene at all. Actually, it it, it wasn't a great scene. The, the the thing about that scene is that it should have been better because she's really over the top, emotional hair, looking weird, clothes all over the place. Like, and that's okay. I mean, she's disheveled and that's, that's fine. And he's very cold and very calculating and that's cool as well, but it could have been played better. It could have been played better. It could have been him completely cold heartedly saying to her, you are expendable to me. Right. And I mean, and, and, you don't think he that's effectively what happened? She's like, but we have a kid together. He's like, he's like, what, he's like, what kid? He's like, what kid? You know, like, that's it's, it's not, what happened doesn't go well. But the, but the writing should have been a little bit punchier with that. Like, it, it should it should have more, more deliberately expressed what happened in that scene. Because we are supposed to pick up the inferences that that's how he feels. But he doesn't really kind of express it in the way that he should have, and that scene needed just a little bit of polish on it because that that was that had the potential to be a great scene as well. Hmm. So I I'm gonna push back on that one. I actually think that scene was perfectly fine as it was. Could is it's one of those scenes where you could play with things to make it better. I think the scene as it was was fine. She comes out and she's like, you know, we're gonna be okay, and he's looking at her like, nah, nah, bro, like this is this is a wrap. Turn. He tells her to turn her car in. She's like, what about our kid? He's like, what kid? Then he speeds off in the car. Like she's over there. Like she can, she sees, she sees the loss of this relationship happening before her eyes. And she's been all in on this relationship, right? She's like, this is the, this is the relationship that I want. This is the relationship for me. And this dude does not want that relationship. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I feel a little bit like that scene was, that scene was well done. It could have been better, but I feel like it'd be splitting hairs on that one. Mm-hmm. But that's fine. You don't think there's anything good about this? I see, I see the, I see the diamond in the coal, and you just don't. I mean, and that's okay. No, no, no. I mean, look, look, look. That those two scenes need a little bit of a little bit of polish. And also, you know, in a in a very strange way, the way that the movie ends is kind of okay. It's just a little abrupt. You know, what oh, I'm saying? I think it ended just fine. I think it ended just fine. The the. Kathy ba- what happens at the end? Kathy Bates' character passes away. Alfred Woodard sings at her funeral. <laughs> how does she? But, but, how does she um, pass away though? How does she pass away? She, uh, from what are the the complications of the the whatever? I guess she her Alzheimer's. My guess is maybe dementia. All I mean, you know, she she got. No. I don't, we don't know exactly. No, 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 we no, no, just no, know. No. We know. We no. know that whatever was what her her early onset Alzheimer's. The assumption is that. Over time, it fully kicked in. Whatever ended up happening, how 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 she ended up passing away. What's what's not what's important is that she passed away. No, no, no. What? No, no, no. That's not what's important. How did she die? Because my content. Because the the, the <laughs> how do I say this? The unspoken things that are communicated to me is that she killed herself. Wait, where? Whoa, what? Where'd you get that from? That's just that's just how that's how it came across to me. Hmm. I mean, think about it. Okay, so she has... Okay, all right, let's, let's back up a little bit. So she has early-onset Alzheimer's, right? And she has this great showdown in the boardroom, right? Right. On the night, I think it is, of this great showdown in the boardroom, she, uh, after she has this showdown and she wins and all that kind of stuff, 
then she's looking at pictures, and then the next thing we see is her dead. Like, what else am I supposed to pick up? I don't think it happened immediately. I don't think that was the immediate. I don't think it was an immediate like that night thing. What do you mean? Like, I got the impression that time. I got the impression happened that night. Even. Even in, even in the even in I'll have to go back and relook at it. I don't I didn't think that it was an immediate like that night thing. Like I didn't get I don't know how she died. I didn't get the impression that she committed suicide than either the thing because over time I mean you see it's one of those um time lapse kind of endings where you see Rockman Dunbar and Sonali thing clearly have a divorce. He's giving her money. She lives in a different place. He's bringing her money. You know like you you know they they have they've opened a um, a construction company together. Tyler Perry and Rockman Dunbar open a construction company together. Like it's a time lapse ending, and that's just that's just one part of the time lapse. No, absolutely not. I felt as though she died immediately, and then the stuff that we saw after that was time lapse. But her dying happened almost immediately. I see, and and this is the problem. This is the problem with the script because the script should be clear on when she dies and when all these other things happens, and it communicates that to the to the filmmaker. I mean, to the to the to the um, film goer. I'm sorry. When I watched this movie, oh, even you're last right. night, you are right. When I watched this you movie last right. night, I was not clear at all. I was certain that she killed herself. I am re- so I am reading. You're absolutely right. I well, I'm reading Wikipedia, which we all know is the most accurate source of information on the internet. Absolutely. And absolutely. what it says here is Charlotte, who is uh, Kathy Bates, takes a deadly combination of pills and calls Alice, who has an emotional breakdown. So, yeah, so, you know, no, so, so, yeah, this, even that's weird because in my mind, she got it. I didn't get that when Alfred Woodard's in the bed and gets the phone call. I didn't get that. I didn't think the phone call was from Kathy Bates. Kathy Bates. No, I, I thought it was from, like her son or somebody like that. Somebody was like, hey, somebody, that. exactly. That's what I thought as well. Yeah. So, I don't know. I guess we don't really know what happened. So, that's the problem with this. Mo- Thank you. That's what's problem with that's the problem with this film. This film I mean, that's a is so poorly that. written. Absolutely. It's so poorly written that the end, the climactic end of the film, makes no damn sense. Well, I mean that the no, the way she dies may not make sense, but the the film ends how it's supposed to. Like in terms of like look, the Chris and Chris, I mean, Tyler Perry and Rockman Dunbar start a business together. Rockman Dunbar moves on. Sonal Lathan's kind of on her own. Alfred Woodard gets a new lease on life and decides to go have fun you know, and not waste any more time being concerned about other things. You know, it, it ends how it's supposed to end. It's a fan, like a family that transitions through all these things. And ultimately most of the people, everybody who should have had a good ending, so to speak, ends up with a good ending. The person, the people without one, you know, because even Cole Hauser and his wife, you just see them sitting quietly across from the table, not speaking. You know, they're just, they're still in the same place. They're never, She's not leaving him because they don't have a prenup. And he's not leaving her because they don't have a prenup. So I think everybody ends up how they should end up. Panama. <laughs> I I am I don't I don't understand you, man. Like, how are you so forgiving of this absolutely abysmal, terrible movie? Bro, like, I watched like, some terrible movies, man. And I'm not and again, I'm not even I'm not arguing that this is a movie that everybody needs to hold in high esteem or high regard. I've never said that. I just think, in terms of Tyler but Perry, you're so, you're so forgiving. Like I don't understand how you get there. This movie's terrible. This movie entertained me, though. Like I was entertained. So entertainment. Your entertainment, entertainment level has a low for. bar, dog. Your your entertainment level has a low bar. You are entertained by a lot of weird shit, then, because this movie is terrible. That might be partially true. Like I don't. There are a lot of movies that people say are great movies that I am. I struggle with them being great movies. Like I was having a conversation about the movie Mudbound. Right. And I know that that I mean, there were Oscar nominations, and everything. I couldn't even make it through that movie. Like I, I got like 15. I couldn't I just couldn't make it through at all. You know, like, I just like this movie. Just this ain't I it. Don't, I don't understand you, man, because this movie is absolutely terrible. There is it is just so quiet and so methodical and so deliberate. And it makes no sense. Like there's nothing in this movie that makes sense from the beginning of the movie to the end of the movie. Everything needs work. There is nothing that you could walk away with this film and say, you know what, you know he failed on these points, but he got it, he got it there. This movie is terrible, dog. It is terrible, and I don't understand you. So, you're saying this movie is terrible? I just want to be clear. Like that's where that's where you stand. Nigga, on what I say? What I say, nigga? I said this movie is terrible. All right. Well, let's 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 do these let's do these quick last last things. Um, <laughs> I. We're gonna do a celebrity report card where we're gonna give like there's several. This is this is probably one of his most 
celebrity heavy movies, I think. I'll have to go mm-hmm. back and check some of the other ones, but so we're gonna give them I want you to grade grade everybody's performance. So Alfre Woodard. Oh A. Yeah, I think I give her A too. I mean, I feel like she did a good job with what she was given. I mean, she uh, the problem is her character is unbelievable. It's it's an unbelievable character. So I mean she's gonna, she gets a B for showing up um, and, 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 and being committed to that role. I'm gonna give her an A minus, man, and let me tell you why. Because even though her character makes no sense within the within the context of the movie that she's in, she's acting it like she's doing what she's called upon to do, um, and she's a solid actress. She's a really good actress, and so even though her character makes no sense and it is very very irritating to me, I would give her an A minus. Okay, fair enough. I'm giving her a B, but. I have no problem with the A minus. Rockman Dunbar. I, I think he's just overmatched with this movie. I mean, like, like, there's nothing really that he's doing that really makes any kind of sense. I'm gonna give him a C. A C. Wow. So I'm gonna give him a B on that. I thought. I thought he. Was, Come on, man. What are you doing? You're grading on the curve, man. Dude, he's the counterpoint to Sanaa Lathan's. If he was um, white, if extreme. he was white, you'd give, you'd give him a lower grade. It's the fact that he's black. That's the only reason. You, you grading these people on the curve because they're in a black movie Listen, with a black director. I'm perfectly okay with my curve on this one. But he does, <laughs> he loses. I mean, he could have got an A, but he loses the point for, for hitting a black woman and knocking over a counter. I mean, you just ain't no coming back from that, bro. So he might have to get a C on that one, actually. That was. But you know, it, I mean, but, but now, like just, but just at, the way he's looking all all the time, he always has these emotion in his eyes. He's always near crying. I'm sorry, I didn't buy none of it. No, he gets a C for me. All right, Cole Hauser. <sighs> I give him a B. He was fine. I mean, he was. Uh, he yeah, he B. was a villain. I mean, he, he, was a, he was a villain too. Fine. Yeah, you know, he's fine. He's fine. All right, Taraji P Henson. <laughs> D. <laughs> this is a terrible actress. This is, this is a terrible job of acting with her. She didn't have a. She didn't have a. She wasn't needed in this movie. Like it was. She didn't. She wasn't that significant to the story where her role was. Like anybody could have been in that role. Um, I don't feel like she added much. And and those but scenes I, I, where I she was on the screen, but... she makes it dumber. Like like the, the the times where she's on the screen, she actually makes the movie worse. She actively makes the movie worse. I I can't think of a single time where I watched this movie and I was thinking to myself that she is actually decent. On any particular scene, she gets a D, and that's me being generous. That that's wow. I'm gonna give her. I'll give her a solid C plus. Come on, man, get out of here, man. She gets a D. You know she deserves a D. It's my podcast. I can curve if I want to. That's fine. Uh, Robin Givens. I mean C. I mean because I don't know what she's doing. Like she doesn't do anything. Yeah. So I mean she's not terrible. She's not like, like like for example, Taraji P Henson is actively terrible. Robin Givens is not. She's just Robin Givens is Robin Givens. <laughs> yeah, and so she gets to see. All right, Tyler Perry. Actually, a B. He's not that bad. He's fine to me. Listen, Tyler Perry yeah. writes these things. He he does a good job with with his, with, with his stuff. He did, when yeah. he didn't give himself a huge role. He was just the he was the the foil to Rockman Dunbar. He was the 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 conscience for Rockman Dunbar. He's fine. Give him B. Mm-hmm. Kathy Bates. <sighs> Probably an A. I mean, she, yeah, she, she's a little a. over the top in places, but she, she she's a good actress, man, and she she elevates whatever material that she's been given. So she, she gets A for me. All right, agreed. All right, my last my last thing here, the bad wig report. Um, the only bad wig I could think of in this joint, for real, for real, was uh, Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've discussed that. I just don't understand what he's doing or why he's doing it. I mean, and and this is something that I think I texted you uh, yesterday. I think he's trolling us. Like I think he knows that these wigs are bad. I, I, I think he knows that. And so since he knows these wigs are bad, he puts these wigs in the film and just does it to to fuck with us, dog. Like I I, I don't know why these wigs are in the film. They don't have to be. Like it reminds me of that movie. Was was it Fallen from Grace or Fall from Grace? Where a homeboy Grace, had to- yep. Had an absolutely terrible wig for no reason. He just chose no us, reason. man. He just chose yeah, us. Man. I actually agree with you completely. I think I think like he know like there's no way he watches these and he knows that, that he doesn't think people are gonna be like, dude, what's up with the hair? Like he knows that. Um <laughs> so he 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 has to know. I, I agree with you. That that we talked about it plenty, but that yeah, that that wig makes no sense. Everybody else is just fine for me. Um yeah, I didn't I take any real issue with it. 
No. All right. Well, I think that that will conclude this episode. You have any other parting shots, parting thoughts? I mean, you you disagree vehemently with my my level of entertainment, my bar for entertainment. You think this movie's terrible? I think it's not bad. I don't think it's great, but it's not bad. I watch it. You're never watching this again if you can help it. I'm assuming. If this movie comes on, and I'm on a desert island, I'm probably gonna swim into the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> this movie's terrible. I'm never that gonna bad. Watch it. It's terrible. I'm never going to watch. Matter of fact, I can't wait. I, I have this. This I rented it on Amazon, and I can't wait for the Amazon rental to run out so I can never look at this movie again. That's wow. how bad this movie was. I feel you. All right, my brother. So where can people find your work? Plug plug away. Where, where, where can we find more of these terrible hot takes that you have in this absolute astounding harshness that you have for black films? <laughs> what? <laughs> Well, you can find my wonderful, my wonderful hot takes on Twitter. Um, actually, hold on, let me let me. I forgot what my Twitter handle is. <laughs> hold on, man. Yeah, hold on. Law right? Uh, I think so. Hold on, let me check. Let me double check something real quick. Yeah, that's, right, that's you can find my absolutely wonderful hot takes, not my bad ones. Um, on at law underscore rights at Twitter. Find me there. You can find me the same way on Instagram, but. I completely disagree with you. My takes are not hot. They're not terrible. I am just a person who loves film, and I expect greatness out of my films. And if you don't give me greatness, I'm going to call you out on it. All right. So you say. And, uh, (laughs) yeah, well, that will do it for this episode of What If Tyler Perry Had a Writer's Room with Lawware, The Family That Prays. Um, Your overall rating for this movie, what, what, what do you give this movie? A, B, C, D, F. How many pimp slaps? How many black fists? What would you give it? Uh, five being the best, being the worst. A D minus. D minus. D minus. Because it's a black film, so I'll give it D minus. If it was a white film, it'd be an F. Okay. Wow. I'm going to give this one a B. That's how far apart we are on this one. What? Are you serious? Dead ass. What? what? Yeah. Get me off this yep. podcast. I'm, I'm through with this. I'm done with this. I'm done. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me, man. Have a good one. Uh, be safe in these streets. Be easy, man. This podcast has been a